Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Fangirl Report. I'm your host, Catherine Mora, and today we're going to be talking about the Loki finale and what it means for the multiverse. Now, I want to start off talking about this TikTok by Brian Fantastic. Basically, he discovered that the Loki and WandaVision finale sync up perfectly. The, uh, the moment where He Who Remains talks about passing the threshold or crossing the threshold it's the exact moment that Wanda powers up and becomes the Scarlet Witch. There's also a moment where he who remains drops something and it hits his desk the same moment Agatha hits the ground after Wanda, you know, drops her. Now, if this wasn't planned by Marvel, it is an incredible coincidence. Like, you don't have to alter or edit anything. It happens at the exact same time. And to me, if you watch... When I was watching the Loki finale, I felt like the scenes with he who remains felt very long and kind of dragged out for no real reason but then watching it sync up with the wandavision finale it makes me wonder if that was intentional like his long pause and the dramatic zoom into his face it just felt out of place in in the loki finale but again when you play it simultaneously with the wandavision finale it just makes so much sense like his face looking around realizing what's happening at the same time wanda's powering up and the thing is, Wanda is a Nexus being. He who remains says he doesn't know what happens next now that they've crossed the threshold. Only Nexus beings can alter the timeline unpredictably. And going back to the WandaVision finale after uh, Wanda powers up and becomes the Scarlet Witch, Agatha herself says, oh my god, like, you don't know what you've done. And she tells her, you don't know what you've unleashed. The multiverse, perhaps? And if you follow me on TikTok, you know that I've complained a lot about WandaVision and the multiverse, uh, primarily because Kevin Feige stated that WandaVision would lead directly into Multiverse of Madness, the next Doctor Strange movie, but yet the WandaVision finale didn't do much besides, you know, making Wanda the Scarlet Witch and having her reading the Darkhold. Now, the original Phase 4 plan had Loki and No Way Home coming out after the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home were supposed to come out after Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and I found this out doing a little bit of research. The Loki season finale ending was actually decided on once production resumed post-COVID, you know, post-COVID delays, you know, after Marvel completely restructured Phase 4. So the multiverse opening up in the Loki finale was actually not the original plan. It was something that they decided to do after they were able to resume production. I know, I know, it's a lot. It's like insane to to think about and to realize. But, you know, Marvel moving their entire slate around. WandaVision comes out first. It was supposed to come out like the week before Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness comes out in theaters. Unfortunately, that couldn't happen because of COVID. So instead, it comes out... The, we can assume that the finale was changed a little bit as a result of, you know, it no longer tying directly into Multiverse of Madness. But then when you tie in the fact that the Loki finale was in fact changed to accommodate for the new Marvel slate because of COVID, it really makes you wonder what other changes have occurred in the Marvel projects we've seen so far. There's probably more changes than we realize, like Valentina, for example, I talked about this in the last episode of the podcast, her first appearance was supposed to be in Black Widow, but because the movie was delayed, her first appearance turned out to be in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
it's possible that her scenes were changed in those final two episodes of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to accommodate storytelling and, you know, introducing her character. Like, unless Marvel decided to just keep the slate as it was and just delay the release of everything to keep, you know, to keep that original order for phase four, it just makes so much more sense now that they would change plot points and storylines in all of these different projects so that they can still tell the story that they want to tell, but, you know, just change the order of, you know, what bits and pieces that we actually get from each of those projects. But overall, the timeline is still a little confusing right now, if you think about it. WandaVision takes place one month after Endgame, but Far From Home and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier take place months after Endgame. So if Wanda powering up and becoming the Scarlet Witch is the threshold, then the multiverse already exists during that Spider-Man movie and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Not only that, it probably is the case because if you go on Disney Plus, uh, they have the movies listed in timeline order. They have, you know, timeline order, cinematic release order. In timeline order, Loki is listed before WandaVision. So regardless, that means that the multiverse does exist in Far From Home and The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just based on the fact that WandaVision is a month after Endgame and those other two projects are several months after Endgame. So if that's the case, does that mean that the multiverse just isn't a huge problem yet? You know, all those months after, after WandaVision? Is it that in Multiverse of Madness, everything will get resolved pretty easily and that you know, doesn't require involving the other Avengers. And I will say, if it's the latter of those two scenarios, I'm going to be very disappointed because we have been waiting for the multiverse for so long, and if they just resolve everything, you know, with a snap of their fingers, a la Thanos, like, it's going to be very upsetting. I do want to see more multiverse in the MCU. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what they do. But considering that Spider-Man No Way Home is going to come out before Multiverse of Madness, when the original plan was that that movie was going to come out after Multiverse of Madness. I just have to wonder if that means that the whole script and plot changed from the original plan because, you know, the idea originally was that Spider-Man No Way Home coming out after Multiverse of Madness meant that the multiverse would kind of become a problem and open up in that Doctor Strange movie, which would lead into like a Spider-Verse kind of scenario in the third Spider-Man film. But with all of the leaks and information coming out of the production of Spider-Man, it sounds like, you know, he's going to be dealing with the multiverse and characters from other universes in that film before Multiverse of Madness. So again, it just begs the question, how much has Marvel changed from their original plan behind the scenes to adapt to all the delays caused by COVID? And if the multiverse really does exist during the events of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and especially during Far From Home, it makes the whole Quentin Beck, you know, being like, oh yeah, I'm from another universe, the multiverse is real, and him lying about that turn out to kind of be like, well, you know, joke's on you, dude, because guess what? The multiverse is in fact real. So I wonder how easily Peter Parker will believe, you know, any character that he meets that is from the multiverse. Um, when they say, I'm from another universe, like how likely is he to believe that? Like, obviously, it's something that he will have to accept and come to terms with, especially given the fact that it's heavily rumored that he will be in Multiverse of Madness. We don't know if it's just a cameo or if he's actually going to be, like, you know, a featured character in that, in that film, but his involvement 
if he is actually involved in that film implies that oh he's gonna find out multiverse is a thing especially if as we're most of us are hoping toby Maguire and andrew garfield make an appearance and we'll just have basically live action spider-verse hopefully with a miles morales i don't know who i would cast for that role but fingers are crossed that we will get live action miles but going back to Loki, um, especially when you realize at the end that he is in an alternate universe. He is not in his original universe, his original timeline. He's in a different one, you know, because Mobius doesn't know who he is. Hunter uh, B12, I believe her name is. She doesn't know who he is either. Uh, they think he's just an analyst who, who works with them. He's not in his universe anymore. So that implies that Loki is going to have to figure out a way to get back to his own timeline, especially because he's also rumored to be in Multiverse of Madness. Now it could be that in Multiverse of Madness that is how he gets back to his timeline. Maybe Doctor Strange or Wanda, somebody is traveling through the multiverse, happens to land in that universe, and Loki hitches a ride with them. But, you know, it's scary to think about being trapped in a universe that is not your own, especially because he knows what's going on like it seems like at that tva nobody knows like they don't, haven't found out that they're variants yet they don't realize that the timeline is being destroyed unlike the mobius and hunter b12 in loki's original timeline you see what i'm saying when i say it gets confusing now that there's all these timelines and universes i'm like even having trouble keeping track of it all but in that timeline the original timeline mobius and hunter b12 are looking at you know that screen that shows the timeline with all the branches and they're like well you know here we go this is you know this is what we're doing now well for all time always but in the universe loki ends up in uh mobius and hunter b12 are so confused they're like wait what are we supposed to do about this like all the the unit the timeline is branching out and how are we supposed to fix this so loki essentially is in this world where he has no allies and nobody who he can trust and who will trust him which then makes me wonder about season two because if it turns out to be what i mentioned before about loki getting back to his timeline through in some sort of event that happens in multiverse of madness great then he's back with his mobius and his hunter b12 you know right away essentially and they can you know continue helping preserve that all the new timelines are fighting a multiversal war or you know whatever or is he just gonna have like a brief cameo in multiverse of madness and then season two of loki is him stuck in this alternate reality trying to find a way back to his own reality and dealing with this alternate mobius and this alternate tva that he's not familiar with and who knows what sylvie's gonna do because as far as i know she doesn't really have a way out of that um out of the beyond i think is what that place is called you know, she killed He Who Remains. She's kind of just floating there now in, in the beyond. So what is she going to do? Is is somebody going to find her? Like, can they even find her at this point? If it's not one continuous timeline, but several universes, of, you know, the multiverse, does that mean that they don't have to go through the void to get to the beyond? I, it, I feel like I'm back in Endgame times where... We were all trying to figure out and discuss how time travel worked and it was just so confusing and i i'm it's a sign of how carefully marvel needs to proceed to not confuse their fans too much some confusion is good it leads to debate like and it leads to discussion like we're having right now but you don't want to throw people off too much because then they're just trying to figure out exactly how everything works and they can't enjoy any of the content marvel i'm 
fairly certain can pull yeah fairly certain they can pull it off um but then again having some end game time travel flashbacks i don't know I'm i'm not too not too sure but you know me i am excited and happy and looking forward to see how the whole multiverse thing plays out because i have been waiting for it for a very very long time and if you know me you also know that i am crossing my fingers for some x-men cameos um evan peters michael fassbender james mcavoy all of them it'd be great to see them again playing their x-men characters even if it's just a cameo in multiverse of madness or some other project it would be great. So Marvel, if you're listening, I'm begging you, please, some X-Men cameos. Thank you. So before we close off, I just want to mention what my issues with the episode were and what I thought was done very, very well. So as for my issues with the episode, Loki and Sylvie kissing, I'm, I'm really not behind that ship. I think it's, you know, it's weird. Um, there's, there's self-love, but this is taking it a step too far. Um, I don't know. I really had like a brother-sister vibe from them. You know, they annoyed each other and they were always bickering and then it suddenly turned romantic and I just was not happy with that. And the kiss just felt wrong. Like it's literally like you're in love with yourself. Like, and I get it, the whole concept of Loki, you know, being very egotistical and self-absorbed, but you realize that's not the whole character but still they went forward and like made him fall in love with himself. So, ew, but you know, whatever, I guess. Um, Also the long dialogue heavy scenes, not totally crazy about that. But again, if it was in fact to sync up the Loki finale with the WandaVision finale, then it makes sense and I can deal with it. Now, as for what I really loved in this episode, I love the fact that once you realize that Miss Minutes is like, you know, in on everything, she has no poker face. Like, her expressions on her face are just so obvious. Like, uh, it it just made me laugh a lot. She has no poker face. I did love the Loki and Sylvie fight. I thought it had really good choreography and it had a good amount of them using their magic against each other. I like how He Who Remains explained the concept of the multiversal war. I think it was one of those dialogue heavy moments that was actually necessary for the episode to proceed. Um, And I like the fact that Loki wound up in a new universe. You know, you think he's feeling defeated at the end, but then, you know, you realize he's just kind of gathering himself together before he leaves that room that he's in and he goes and he looks for Mobius because he knows okay Mobius is my friend Mobius is someone I can trust we can work together to try to fix this or you know at least prepare which is what he tells Mobius that they have to prepare for the multiversal war and that twist of him you know not being in his universe I think that was so great I did not see that coming um, especially because you know Sylvie hadn't created the multiverse yet she hadn't killed he who remains just yet so you would think that by using the the time pad she was just sending him to their timeline because that was the only timeline that existed at the moment but no he somehow ended in another universe and i would love to find out how exactly that happened but i thought it was a really great twist and a great way to end the season and with that, I will leave you this episode with a huge thanks for tuning in and for listening. If you haven't yet already, please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. I would really, really appreciate it. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. And I'll talk to you in the next one. Bye, guys.